Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Playlist Profiles, the podcast that explores inspiring people and big ideas through the music that touches our lives. Welcome to season four. What the heck? How is it already season four? I started this podcast back in 2018, and it has been a huge coping mechanism for me, an outlet for me, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, being a guest, and just staying tuned. I am thrilled to be back for this season. I already have a variety of amazing guests lined up for you who come from all different backgrounds and walks of life. I'm excited to get them out in the universe and pass on the mic to other people and let them shine and tell their stories through the music that they love. The last episode of season three was all about Black Lives Matter and the racial injustices in our country and in our world, and that is not a conversation that will be leaving this podcast. It is here to stay. So today, I am going to highlight an educational tool that I have been using I graduated from Rutgers University two years ago, and the and Rutgers just got a new president, Jonathan Holloway, and he is already doing incredible things for the university given the strange time that we are in, the strange time that it is to be working at a university or be a student at a university, and he's doing a lot to, um, to assist students and hopefully employees. And he was previously professor of history, African-American studies, and American studies, and was dean of Yale College. And during his time at Yale, he taught a class titled African-American History from Emancipation to the Present, and it is free online. And I will link it in the show notes, but I highly recommend checking it out. As an undergrad with a credit-intense major and as someone who changed their major a lot, it didn't leave a lot of room to take uh, electives in different departments at Rutgers, and it is one of my biggest regrets. The Africana Studies department at Rutgers is amazing, and I just, I really wish I took a class there. And th- taking this this class online, uh, taught by uh, Jonathan Holloway, um, it, it's helping me unlearn what I learned in the school system that I grew up in. Uh, they did not tell us the whole truth about the U.S. history, and so it it's been really important to learn the truth. Um, and if you are like me, I highly recommend checking out the course and listening along to the lectures. Anyway, to today's episode, Sarah and Maya, these women are incredible. I actually almost gave up on this podcast. I felt so unmotivated and felt that I was that what I was doing was stupid until they reached out to me and wanted to chat about starting a podcast. And turns out we had so much more in common than we originally thought. And I'm so excited for you to learn more about them through this interview. They both just graduated from the University of Florida and are contributing to the fight against COVID-19. They were roommates in college and remind me so much of my college friends and I. And they gave, they gave a lot of great advice about getting through these uncharted times during this interview and also in their podcast, Uncharted 20s. So stay tuned to learn more about Sarah and Maya. Hi, everyone. I am back and I'm here with Maya and Sarah. They're going to introduce themselves real quick. 
Hey, Christy. Thanks so much for having us on. My name is Sarah Henley. I am a recent graduate from the University of Florida in Gainesville. Um, I graduated with a degree in business management and a specialization minor in public health. Um, I was involved in a lot of different organizations in college, um, some in public service. We were really um, involved in our public service center, which is similar to the Harvard Public Policy School, but more of a center. And we did a lot of um, events, summits, policy proposals, research, some podcasting. I was also really involved in my sorority, a couple leadership roles there. I had a job in college. I also studied abroad, interned abroad. And my career goal that I want to get into is healthcare policy in the United States. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Hi, I'm Maya. I'm from Miami, Florida, and I'm also a recent graduate from UF. And I study journalism and public health. And I'm currently interning remotely for the UN in global health communications, which has been a really great experience so far. And I love music and your playlist profiles idea. I'm an avid playlist maker. You can find me on Spotify. But when there isn't a pandemic, I'm a big traveler. And some places on my travel bucket list right now are South Africa, Chile, Jordan, and Denmark. So yeah, that's just a few things about me. Wow, that sounds amazing. And hopefully you will be able to travel soon. And um, you know, not intern remotely and be in person somewhere. But um yeah, how did the two of you meet in college? Because I know it seems like you were involved in a lot of similar things, but also had different interests. So how did you meet? Walk us through that. So we actually found each other on Facebook. So like when you join college, you usually like go into those groups. So like UF20 group we went into and like a lot of people were posting about roommates and I was one of those people that like wasn't going to post about it. But Maya um, did like a huge description of every interest that she had. And a lot of it was <laughs> politics and music. And I was like, this girl kind of sounds cool. So I decided to like comment and reach out to her. And that's kind of where it all started. Yeah, we tried to find the post again, and it was just yeah, so embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I posted because Sarah and I, like, I could not have imagined college without Sarah. We have so many of the same interests, like we said, and we really just understand each other so well and are passionate about all the same things. But we were roommates with each other for two years before she moved to her sorority house, and we would definitely live again, live with each other again in the future, I would say. We'd live it's really funny to hear yeah I know and um I met my college roommate the same exact way and then we lived with each other forever and then um uh, the two girls who were living next to us freshman year we lived with them too so it's nice to hear that other people have had positive experiences as well because sometimes not everyone's lucky to um find like forever friends in that first year of college let alone like their roommate so it's awesome to hear that you guys you know, are still working together and are still friends. And um, it all came from a Facebook post. But yeah, I feel the same way. I wish I never found the Facebook post because it's like so cringy, but maybe <laughs> you'll be able to find it someday. <laughs> so um, So I know it really is. Um, but you both just graduated and we're in a pandemic. It's still, unfortunately, like alive and really real right now um so what was it like kind of having those last couple of months really taken from you and not 
you weren't able to have like an in-person graduation or really experience all of that. So what has that been like? So Sarah and I actually at the end of February, we went to New York City for our spring break and that's when things started getting really bad. So after we got back, it was like two days at college and then our school was like, you got to pack everything up and go home. So we didn't really say bye to any of our friends and it was really sudden uh, at first. Yeah, but- we like, we kind of were like, oh, we're going home. We'll see you like in the next week, you know, like after uh, it really got bad. But I think it like took us a while to realize, okay, we're not coming back to campus. Like we have to leave. Like I had to leave my job. Um, and just that transition, I think, was really difficult. Um, even if we, we really were, like, we're used to change, I, can, I think I can change pretty fast from situations, but that was pretty abrupt, I will say. Agreed, yeah. Not expected. What were your thoughts about that? Like, were you nervous? Did you even know what to expect? Like you said, and I know a lot of people thought it was going to be, like, two, three weeks max, and then it ended up being, you know, until now, really. So, like, what was... Like your biggest well, worry. So when I was moving my stuff out, I like I was like, bye everyone. It's been great in college. And they're yeah. like, you're being so dramatic. We're going to be back. I was like, I had a feeling that we probably weren't going to go back. Uh, I think, but well, <laughs> also as like, you know, public health specializations, I think we knew it was a problem prior to our yeah, other friends. Yeah. I think yeah, all of our sure. friends were kind of like, oh, this is funny. Like, not funny, but, you know, this is like, it's fine, whatever. But we were like, in February, we were like, I think this is going to be an issue. Um, so, and especially being in New York City during it, I think that's when we realized things are about to get bad fast. And I think we were kind of almost expecting it in a way. It just was very fast. So, I mean, it was a big change. But, I mean, it kind of is what it is, you know. And you... Our our university has a lot of online classes anyway, so we had done them before, so it wasn't, like, completely new. Yeah, That's I was good. thriving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be able to, like, actually kind of relax a little bit, I'm sure. It's, like, good and bad. Um, how are you feeling now that, now that you've had a few good months now to reflect on the reality of everything that's going on, like... One major thing I think that we both had was a lot of burnout in college. I think we were always really involved. Um, We traveled pretty much every single summer. It was getting to a point where it was a lot, like kind of like a boil over, I would say, senior year. So I think having this time, this past couple of months to really relax. For me, I've been in touch with my emotions a lot more. Like I never was emotional in college but I think I've had the time to you know self-reflect and realize like where I am emotionally and also just being grateful for opportunities and experiences and privileges that we've had in college I think that's been a major point for me where we are today Um, but I definitely have cabin fever a little bit I'm ready to like get back out in the world um, and get that routine back because it's been a little stagnant right now I would say. Yeah, it really did feel nice to take a pause and just recover from a four, four years of just, like, go, go, go. But right now, I would say I'm just feeling kind of wary about, like, the state of the world, especially we're in Florida, and there's been a huge increase in cases. Like, the other day, there was 9,000 cases in a single day, and it's just, like, hard to think about when this is going to end. And I don't know, we're... And then in the internship that I'm doing, I have to be on top of everything that's going on with the World Health Organization. So I just feel like I'm reading a lot of news and information and it's sometimes it kind of messes with you because it's like 
information overload, but also I'm, I like knowing what's going on. But yeah, it definitely trying to take time to also rest and like watch TV a little bit and just like disconnect also if I can. Yeah, totally. And like, like I work in healthcare too, and it is weird to like have to really be super informed about it, but then also like take a moment to breathe sometimes. But yeah. Yeah, it's super cool how, because when we were listening to your podcast, like, we didn't even know really that you had a healthcare background, mm-hmm. like, we had just heard about, like, your music idea and that you, you had interesting guests on, but then when I heard that you were also in healthcare, I was like, wow, she's so similar to us. Yeah, we <laughs> were really like, so oh, this funny. is perfect, it's perfect. <laughs> how have you all stayed, you kind of touched on it and, like, taking a moment to relax here and there, but, like, how have you stayed sane during all of this, because there is so much going on, and it's not like... I feel like sometimes it is easier to ignore what's going on when you, like, don't really know, but knowing healthcare, knowing about politics, being super involved in that way, like, it adds another layer to it. So, like, how have you guys been relaxing a little bit and staying sane? I think it's really hard to stay sane um, at times (laughs) like this, especially with um, how this is just, like, such a political issue, I guess. Um, And, like, I think that's hard to, like, separate you know when you care so much about politics and public health in general so I think for uh, for me personally um getting involved in different projects I think the podcast idea was big for us um networking I think has been a major part of my quarantine um on LinkedIn reaching out to like family friends um just people at my school alumni And then also, I mean, I've been watching a lot of TV. I've probably seen 20 different TV shows. Um, And honestly, podcasting, I think listening to other people's podcasts, um, I always wanted to get into it. It It was like a 2020 resolution of mine. But I will say, like, being out of college, I think podcasting has been, like, my continued education. Yeah, we definitely got way more into podcasts during quarantine because we had more time to listen and that's been great. And like Sarah was talking about earlier with cabin fever, like I've definitely the way I stay sane is by keeping myself busy. So Sarah and I also started helping some alumni from our school with this group that they made called the Florida Response to Epidemics group. And basically they like put out messages and ads about how to stay healthy in the pandemic and then the podcast. So we just kind of been doing different little projects because not doing anything, it just feels very odd to us. Yeah, and that that all sounds amazing, and I'm sure, you know, like you both said, um, you're, you were so involved in school, so to go from running around and doing all of, all of those different things and then just being home uh, can be rough, and now you can kind of have the best of both worlds where you're super involved and doing a lot of different things, but also taking the time to watch those TV shows. Also, by the way, don't know if you all have Hulu, but I just finished High Fidelity, it is so good Ooh, I want and there's to start. music involved in it it's amazing so check that out but <laughs> um really diving into both of your experience with healthcare policy public service um like you touched on in your introductions and in our conversation so far you both finished college with a ton of experience um in in all of those spaces so Um, what originally made you want to get involved in this line of work? Um, And what are your tips for getting a bunch of experience before graduating college? Okay, so I'll start. 
Uh, in high school, I was really into advocacy, and there's just so many issues that I care about, like racial equity, women's issues, and education. I, a main thing that I did was I was involved with a high school chapter of Teach for America. Uh, and then, so in college, I was able to get extremely involved with these passions regarding also policy and government and public service. And this was because of our university's public service center, which I which we had mentioned. And Sarah and I were both officers for it. And I really learned in it how important policy is to address these issues that I care about so much. And also how important local politics is. I ended up interning at the New York City Mayor's Office, which is a large city government. And it, I just was really grateful in college to be able to expand on all these things and meet other people who also knew a lot about it and could kind of guide me and tell me about how I could incorporate this into my future. And then when it comes to public health, I've always been interested in global health ever since I took a trip to Peru where I met a lot of healthcare workers and NGOs who were doing really important work in communities. And I needed to pick a concentration within my major and public health was just something that I was interested in and wanted to learn more about, but definitely didn't think we'd be graduating in a pandemic. But I'm definitely glad to have that now and I think it'll give more opportunities and it's really cool that Sarah was also interested in it. Yeah, for me personally, like growing up, I was always interested in politics originally at first, you know, like at seven years old, seven years um, old, I was like watching inaugurations, I cared about governor's races, I cared about voting from a really young age, I think a lot of that had to do with um, my mom and her career field, she represented a group of trial lawyers in Florida, and they dealt with uh, medical malpractice claims in our healthcare systems, in our hospitals and doctors. And I think I was pretty inspired by them, um, you know, representing like their patients' needs, um, advocating um, and fighting for a group of people that were obviously taken advantage of in ways. I think that inspired me to go in the more policy route of things. I interned in high school my senior year in the legislature in the Senate in Florida. Um, luckily, I lived in Tallahassee, so I um, got some of those cool opportunities. But I think I realized working in the legislature that a key, the key to passing any legislation really started with good policy. And I think I enjoyed policy because it was tangible. It wasn't just an idea. It was an idea that you acted upon. And I always cared about, you know, education, voting, mental health, um, environmental issues. And I think when I got to college, I realized from our public service center as well, um, I did some research in early childhood education, which I just listened to your recent episode on the uh, racism as a public um, health issue where you guys talked about, you know, healthcare and early childhood education being social determinants of health. And I think a lot of the research that I did in that in a different county in Florida, I realized there was a large connect with lack of healthcare resources, lack of access, location, transportation to these education centers. And I think, you know, education to me is like one of the most important things and one of our biggest problems. But I was attracted to healthcare because I think healthcare affects everyone. I think we've realized that today that it affects all of us, even people our age. Um, so I think that's exciting that people really care now 
Um, but I think, you know, the problems with the lack of resources and healthcare specifically for those in underserved uh, communities, the black community, people of color, LGBT, um, indigen indigenous communities kind of all brought the public service aspect for me um, to advocate for those that don't have a voice or to help lift those voices. Um, I think, you know, we all think that health, uh, not, not all of us, but I think Healthcare is a right and shouldn't be just a privilege afforded to people. And I think something so obvious became so important to me just because it frustrated me so much. So f basically, I started out a lot in high school um, with the experience route. Uh, I was an in not an intern. I volunteered for like early childhood voting. So like being at voting polls, trying to get children to like vote in the elections, like as their parents voted. So I think getting involved early on in high school and middle school even, and then going into college and registering students to vote. I know we both did that our freshman year. Um, reaching out to you know your local officials going to different events going to speaker series learning about different events um, and issues i think one big thing for us is that i mean healthcare, public health we found that is like our issue we wanted to stick with and i think that if you're passionate about public service really hone in in your interests and passions and don't just pick something for a week-long trend you know you have to build up your network um, and your capital and identity within that issue. My tip would be to get a lot of experience under your belt would be to apply for anything and everything. Even if you think you won't get it, you never know. And you shouldn't be scared to go after what you want because, for example, last year I saw that the Obamas were, they wanted interns in DC. So I emailed my resume and my cover letter and I was like randomly accepted, which was a dream come true. And it has evidently opened a lot of doors for me. So I would say use the internet to your advantage too and reach out to people on LinkedIn who work at the places that you want to be at and kind of just go for it. And then also Sarah and I talk about this a lot about joining a lot of clubs you're passionate about in college if you're able to. I think also a really cool thing in college is like finding advisors too that you connect with. I think that really helped us with even like recommendation letters and finding a lot of opportunities is having, you know, a network of advisors or reaching out to speakers that you see at a cool event. I think networking has been the key for us in college and beyond college. Yeah, and we never really knew what networking was, but you kind of just get into it when you're in school yeah, and you start meeting a lot of people. Like, it sounds more intimidating than it is. It's more just like connecting with people and telling them about what you're interested in and stuff. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I was so nervous about what networking meant, and that really, like, kept me away from opportunities when I was younger in college because I was like, oh, I have to just, like, cold call people and like cold walk up to people and just be like hey here I am but it really is a lot more um organic than that like how we all met I mean it was like completely True. organic yeah. and now here we are and like we have so many similar um interests and we can continue to work off of that for years to come so really like don't be afraid to go out there and I don't know this conversation is really giving me a lot of hope for when people <laughs> our age really take over and like I know at truly advocate for the betterment of everyone um so that makes me excited so thank you for all of your advice we talk about that on our podcast a little bit just like um with everything going on we're so excited to see that our friends are like actually 
um, interested in advocating for issues now because I feel like in college, like we would push for that, but like now we're finally seeing results. So it's kind of exciting. Yeah, I I didn't even think about that too, but totally, like especially people from my hometown, rarely anyone would talk about anything. And I was like known as like the, me and my friend, we both were from the same hometown who were in student government. We were kind of like known as the student government kids or whatever, but now it's like everyone is kind of a student government kid in a way. Um, but shifting gears a little bit, of course, Playlist Profiles is meant to uh, create conversation, uh, learn about people and what makes them passionate, what makes them tick, um, and get to know people through the music that they love. So we're going to um, talk through your playlist now. And I'm really excited because I love all of these songs. They're beautiful. <laughs> um, so the first song that both of you chose is Run by Joji. So why did you choose this song? So this song is really important to us. We so we were in New York City, like we said prior to this um, happening in March, and we got tickets to a Jimmy Fallon show. And Joji was actually performing at the show, which was super exciting. I didn't know who he was very well, but Maya was a big Joji fan, and um, we rem- I remember him coming out and doing his new song "Run," and me and Maya both describe it as this. It was legitimately a spiritual experience um I I can't even describe it but it literally felt like heaven like everything was right in this world hearing his voice and like if you if you listen to Joji you know he has a very angelic voice but everything at the moment felt right and just safe um so for us that was like our last saving grace before (laughs) the world went awful but Um, I think that we will remember that song and him as an artist and how that kind of like was affecting our life just like prior to graduating and what that meant for us was very special. Okay, so the next song that we picked was To Be So Lonely by Harry Styles. And (laughs) I know that Christy did an episode about Harry prior, but this was our favorite song on Harry's Fine Line album. And our year actually started out with a very terrible experience um, that like brought in 2020 full force when we went to a Harry concert in Miami and it was during the Super Bowl and basically it got rained out. Well, there was like a tornado while we were in the venue. So at midnight, they told us to leave. And so we never saw Harry and it was just no. so, yeah, it was like it was yeah interesting and we almost wore masks to the concert too because covid had just started taking off like beginning of february or we were hearing about it and yeah so that and then also to be so lonely kind of just like ties into quarantine i guess uh because Um, yeah (laughs) it's definitely a quarantine mood and like the reason maya and i connected so well in college one of the reasons is we were huge one direction fans growing up And so when Harry did his solo release, uh, that was pretty iconic moment for both of us. We were in our freshman dorm listening to the sign of the times. Um, We both thought his first album was pretty revolutionary, just in the (laughs) way that he was um, tying together, you know, like that 60s, 70s style with like the pop of today. Um, so yeah, no, I we, agree. we don't love his new album, we will say, as much as the first, 
but to be so lonely was a song for us that we were like all right this is it off his first album any more comments on that Maya (laughs) Uh, no, I agree with that. It's an unpopular opinion that the second album yeah. isn't as good, mm-hmm. but, you know, we we often have unpopular opinions that our friends get mad about when it comes to music, but... Um, and then our third song is Let It Happen by Tame Impala, and... We love Tame Impala. You might have heard their song, The Less I Know, The Better, because it's a meme that indie kids are obsessed with that song and think it's, like, underground, but... It's a good song, but Let It Happen is our favorite song in their discography. And also just the lyrics and the title, Sarah can get more into it, why we chose it. Yeah, I think Let It Happen is a really special song because like the whole message of that song is like finding yourself or that album was really like personal transition, but finding yourself in like a world of chaos and kind of like not about shutting down, but being a part of of all of the energy and just letting it happen. Um, And I think that's kind of what we learned with um, COVID and Black Lives Matter and a lot of things going on is just encouraging ourselves and others to not shut down. And we, you know, obviously things get hard. Our mental health are all, you know, at stake in these situations. But I think being a part of something so special um, and something that is generally generationally going to change the world I think has been the biggest um part of our 2020 and I think that's the message that we have just let it happen (laughs) yeah and it's like I agree with the two of you completely just in both aspects of just like like your story about seeing Joji like those moments at concerts or at performances where you really feel connected to the artists on stage and the people around you I feel like that's only that's one of like a few moments in life where people really are connected and like forgetting about the world. And the fact that we can't really have that right now is really upsetting. But we're seeing it in different ways, like at protests, online with advocating and sharing music in a different way. So it is it's kind of nice to, I mean, not be alone, but, you know, experience this connectedness and this community in a different way. But the funny thing about Joji, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was like a big YouTuber yeah. before he was an artist. <laughs> so and it like random. blew my mind when I first, <laughs> I, didn't know I used that. to see his YouTube videos and just be like, he is like so different. Um, but that's kind of cool about him. But um, since you did just graduate college and you're starting out with your careers, um, Of course, careers can take many different directions and you'll learn more about yourself even in the next year or two or in the next 10 years. But where do the two of you really want to be? Like, what do you want to be doing? What is your dream career? Okay. It's hard to say what your like ideal end career goal is going to be, right? I definitely know that I want to go back to graduate school um, for a master's of public health. I'm trying to decide if I want to do law school or a master's of public policy with um, the master's in public health. But I know that I definitely some of these are some of the uh, jobs I can see myself doing. But um, one would be like working in the U.S. Department of Health as like a policy advisor or a director or a lawyer of some sort. Um, Working in like the health committee uh, in the US Senate would be like a dream of mine. Working for nonprofit organizations um, that focus on health disparities, lobbying, advocating, or even um, working in like a governmental relations director department in a hospital I could see myself doing. 
definitely want to be in like DC someday or something along those lines. Before, I didn't really know what path I wanted to go down, which was kind of stressful for me because I am, I was a journalism major and I'm really into media and entertainment, especially with music. So I applied for positions at places like Spotify and Pandora. But then I also have the side of me that's really into public service, foreign affairs, and also health. But the internship that I'm doing now in global health has shown me that I really would want to work in global health and development maybe at a place like the World Bank or something like that down the line. And the pandemic has also opened up a lot of opportunities in the health field. So I think this is what I'm going to do for now. Yeah, both sound amazing. And it's like what's great about healthcare and like both of you said, it's part of everything. So like no matter what you do, even if you do end up wanting to work at Spotify or some sort of media company, like now we know how intertwined health is with even just spreading message through these music apps and like YouTube and all that. So there's definitely going to be so much more possibility in the future. Um, But, and we touched on this a little bit too about, you know, everything going out with, um, going on with um, Black Lives Matter and human rights violations in our country and having more and more people join in on advocating and really become activists and speak up and contact their officials on and on about the injustices that are happening in our country. Like, it is hard to sometimes keep up that momentum with people who are just starting out because there does come fatigue from that. If people haven't been thinking about race this whole time, this is probably very new to them. And people kind of can use that as an excuse to, um, you know, step away from it and not always be part of the conversation. So what is some advice you have for people um, based on your experience in, um, you know, working at the, um, you know, like Civic Engagement Center? Like what are what is some advice you have for people who are new to advocating and speaking up um, to kind of stay in it for the long haul and, and keep caring like once things, you know, aren't a quote unquote trend anymore? Honestly, when I was in high school, I created a Twitter account and that exposed me, I feel like, to so many issues and injustices. And I have a younger sister who I think she learns a lot of stuff that way as well. And then as Sarah and I were talking about with the podcasts that we listen to, we listen to things like Vox Explained and others to keep us educated and informed. So I guess like different social media keeping and keep like monitoring the news through that is like a lot better than I guess TV news when you want to learn about these issues. Yeah, great advice. Um, I think, yeah, Today Explained on Vox as well as The Journal, those two podcasts I've learned a lot of my information from. Um, Maya and I actually helped put together an event in college called Campus Conversations, and we brought together students from different organizations around campus that didn't, you know, communicate or ever really have any contact before. And we talked about, you know, things from uh, diversity issues on campus to, um, you know, gun control, free speech zones on campus. So I think in college specifically, going to those events that you usually don't, having those difficult conversations so that you can carry those conversations with your friend groups, um, with your parents, having those difficult discussions. I think that's always important um, when moving forward with this. Um, Yeah, that would be my biggest advice. But I think always continuing to learn. I think not stopping that education, using podcasts, seeking friends that are informed about different issues. I think that's always going to be important. 
And then a great way to get involved with civic engagement is also helping people register to vote wherever you live because that, like, opened up a lot of doors for us because we started that our freshman year, like, kind of the summer before freshman year in our college town, and through that we met a lot of civically engaged people who gave us advice about other organizations to join. All such good advice, and it's, like, the amazing thing about civic engagement is that there are so many different ways and even like a lot of people in this country can't vote unfortunately like there are other ways like you said through through getting involved with nonprofits helping other people um helping other people register to vote I mean there are so many ways to just keep the conversation going and make sure that everyone is involved um kind of like the last little section here can't believe it already but we've kind of danced around the subject today a little bit but you two are starting your own podcast and that's super exciting and you were involved a little bit in um, podcasting in college as well so what made you want to start a podcast what is it about what's the name how did you come up with it really just give us give us the lowdown on uh, what's going on so in college we both wrote for that public center service magazine that we had about local issues and then we kind of wanted to reach more people on campus so we shifted it to a podcast and then we co-hosted the last episode that's on there right now about mental health which Sarah can talk about kind of why we chose that but so after that came out a lot of our friends and listeners reached out to us and said they really liked it and that we should start our own podcast and we were like why not and then we were listening to so many podcasts who and people bring such interesting perspectives but we also feel like we're pretty interesting people and we want to offer ours so we're really excited to start yeah I think when we did the let's talk uh Gainesville podcast on mental health it was obviously like something we both cared a lot about we felt we felt that mental health was kind of like ignored in ways at our school I'm not sure if that's how your college was but just like the lack of counseling um, and we we honestly enjoyed talking about it so much, just like literally every issue that we get into that our friends were like, you guys should really like take it to the next level. <laughs> so you're like, OK, um, we we loved it so much. We love our voice memos. So might as well take it to the podcast <laughs> form. Um, so, you know, we unpack, I would say we unpack a lot every single night, um, literally every issue you could think of, there's really never a dull moment. Um, and I think we have a lot of like experience and different ideas and thoughts about different things, which I think is cool. And one of the major things for us in college was, I think we both enjoyed being mentors to others. Um, and I think inspiring people to follow their passions and to speak about things that they care about um, was kind of our thought process and our motivation to starting a podcast um, to kind of just be like, you know, we're all kind of struggling in this together, trying to figure out life in our 20s and postgraduate and in school. It's also advice for people that are handling college right now. So I think that was probably our biggest motivation behind it. I love it. How did you come up with the name Uncharted 20s? I think one thing that we've noticed about the whole podcast creation is it's a lot harder than it looks, like a lot harder than it looks. And it's a lot of branding and honestly, like business side of things. It's a lot. So it took us a while to kind of come up with the name. 
Um, we kind of saw the like phrase uncharted territory, uncharted waters um, going into our 20s and just even now post um, 20 or post 2020, we've um, kind of been like this is an uncharted time for not only all of us that are post-grad, but literally everyone in general. So I think going off into the world, starting our lives professionally and moving forward it was um, a motivation behind the uncharted 20s. I mean, it kind of ties into the last song that you chose with like, let it happen. Like things are going to be unpredictable. You're not going to know everything, especially now with the pandemic. You can't plan for everything all the time. So may as well seek advice, talk problems out and just all kind of build community with one another. So I love the idea. I know you have your first episode coming out soon. What is that about? So we recorded kind of an introduction to us and the podcast. And then the first episode, we kind of talk about like college reflection and it's a lot of advice and just reflecting back on everything that happened now that we're in quarantine and have time to do so. And then following that, we're going to have episodes about how we were able to stay friends all four years and afterward from being random Facebook roommates. And then also have guests, our friends, to talk about their paths in life, talk more about things that we learned in quarantine because we have a lot of shows and books and thing, rec- things to recommend. Pop culture. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> a little bit of all that. All encompassing. Well, where can people find you? We have an Instagram page called Unchart- at Uncharted20s, Uncharted20s, and on Facebook at Uncharted20s Podcast. And then on those, you can find the link to our page that shows where the podcast is on all different platforms. Awesome. I'm so excited. And thank you, too, for being on the podcast today. I hope it was good practice for your podcast. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited to see where your careers go, where your podcasts go, and all of the other things that you do in between. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, we're really grateful to have been on this because when we first had the idea, Christy talked to us and gave us advice. So it's really exciting now that we can continue this friendship over podcasts. Yeah, Christy is our number one inspiration for podcasting. (laughs) So we are so grateful for her. We're really excited to be on Playlist Profiles, of course. Yay!